0: This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks.
1: Breaking news from The Athletic.
0: This is Jesse Granger from The Athletic, along with Michael Russo, and we have some breaking news today. The NHL, NHL Players Association, announced today that they've reached an agreement with the International Ice Hockey Federation that will allow NHL players to participate in the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. This deal confirms a break in the 2021 NHL regular season in February that will allow players to represent their countries. For the first time in the Olympics since 2014, I'm joined by Michael Russo, who obviously covers the wild for us at The Athletic and has been all over this. Obviously, we know this has been a possibility for a while. Michael, we've seen the schedule that had a break in it. But now today's uh, announcement makes that official. What do you think has been the holdup and why do you think it took this long to get this announcement?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with insurance, Jesse. I mean, you know, three weeks ago, actually, it looked like it might be going sideways. In fact, all NHL teams received their alternate schedules without the Olympics, and it really put a halt on all the team services guys booking trips. All of a sudden, they they almost, you know, they worry that they're going to have to reset because this didn't just affect. February during the Olympic break, it would be impossible not to revamp the entire schedule. Like I got a peek at a couple of the schedules and they were completely different, even right off the you know first month of the season. So I think the big thing was the insurance issue. And I think the biggest news that came out of this is that the players basically said, the heck with it. Uh, we don't care. They have not resolved the, the COVID-19 insurance. Now, just like that has been consistent with previous Olympics, if you get hurt at the Olympics and you come back and you can't play your NHL salaries, and there is insurance for you from that standpoint, from the IIHF and also the individual federations, but there is absolutely no COVID insurance for, uh, for COVID-related illnesses. Now, there it has been, and this was really interesting, the IIHF has agreed to create this $5 million fund that will help cover lost salaries due to covid And that is as long as the players are following the COVID protocols at the game and contracted the virus over there. But the NHL has made it quite clear that if players get COVID overseas and come back and can't play NHL games, they will not get paid. And this is not just unvaccinated or vaccinated because it's pretty much expected that you're going to have to be fully vaccinated to go partake in the Olympics. So if you get COVID over there, can't come back, you're not getting paid. But there's now this fund that will at least cover your salary. And um, the, I think the, the Olympic, the players that are going to be in the Olympics basically said at, at the end of the day, we don't care about COVID-19 insurance. Let's get this done.
0: And the league made the announcement today. Obviously, the players um, have wanted to represent their countries. They haven't been happy with being left out of that. Um, and then on the other side, just for those that haven't been following it, like how hard was the pushback from the owners and from the NHL t- to not have players?
1: Yeah, I, I you know what I, I'll be honest with you. I think it was any, even NHLPA leadership. Like I don't get the impression from doing working on this story all summer long that the NHLPA leadership was even all four players going. But the reality is that when in the collective bargaining agreement that happened, uh, you know, fairly recently, uh, it was it was a give and take there. And one of the things that was was promised was the Olympics, the next two Olympics, so Winter Games. So um the owners have never wanted to go to the olympics i mean you remember when john Tavares got hurt overseas as well and it just it, it screwed with the islanders um player owners don't want that they 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 take up all the risk it puts a halt on their season for 3 weeks stops any momentum going to the playoffs you come back you got the trade deadline right away um but but look i mean players want to represent their country
0: for the most part um and they're going to get to do that this year right and not only is it players being taken off your team to play games that are meaningless to you. It's usually your best players. Um, yep. and, and that kind of factors into uh, the next thing I'd like to cover, which is kind of the nitty gritty of this. It's going to follow the all-star game. And obviously mm-hmm. a lot of players who are playing in the all-star game are going to be playing in the Olympics. Um, that all-star game will be in Las Vegas this, this summer, which I'm, or this year, which I'm excited for. But uh, a lot of the players, it looks like they're going to be going straight from Vegas to Beijing. So, so how do they plan on getting the players that are going to be playing in the Olympics uh, over there?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. So uh, the way it works is that usually all NHL players fly together when this when the Olympics are overseas. So if you're, it doesn't matter if you're Sweden, Finland, Russia. If you're an NHL or you're on the same charter. Now, what they're deciding are they going to have two charters, maybe one that leaves from New York and one that leaves from Vegas. But because there's going to be so many, we we anticipate that a lot of the All-Stars are going to be Olympians. What they're now thinking is maybe they take the non-All-Star Olympians, fly them to Vegas. And then the day after the All-Star game on February 6th, they all fly together to Beijing. And what's really interesting about that is that, um, as you can imagine, I mean, that's a long flight to Beijing. And the Olympics start three days later. And there are no national camps. There's no orientation camps. Now, you can have virtual-type camps. For the Olympics, but there's no longer, you know, I remember when the Olympics, um, I'm trying to remember when that would have been. It would have been 2014 Olympics. So in 2013, they had all the the USA went to Washington. And, and so I went over there and covered Parisian Suter over there for their US camp back in, in August. None of that can happen anymore, but uh, it's going to be really interesting. These players are going to be in very, very tight bubbles over there. Um, uh, they're going to be, this is not going to be your normal Olympics.
0: Right. I have a feeling that if they if they ask the players, would you guys all want to just fly to Vegas and then fly from there? I I think the vote's going to be a strong yes, Um, (laughs) that they'd all like to join each other in Vegas. But uh, like you said, the the bubble, this is going to be different um, than than a normal Olympics. And this isn't just you're not just getting over the hurdles of getting NHL players there. It's COVID still. And and obviously, that's a big uh, hurdle that they've got to get over. What do you think it's going to look like? I think it's going to be really,
1: really tight. I mean, that's the one thing the NHLPA put in its memo to all its uh, players uh, in the last couple of days is that that there is going to be a you know, they're always in an Olympic village. And I remember when they were in Sochi, they were also sort of in a walled off community. But this one sounds like it's going to be unbelievably tight, Jesse, uh, meaning that the village where to eat. Um, is all going to be enforced, not just by the IOC, but by the Chinese government. And we know that obviously, I mean, China is a place that even to just get on Twitter or Facebook, you need a whole VPN process and things like that. Um, The the bubble will also be you know, you're going to have to be fully vaccinated, but the bubble is also going to stop you, according to the memo, from potentially walking around sightseeing who you could socialize with unless they're a regular contact. There's going to be daily testing, social distancing, mask wearing, frequent symptom checks. You're going to have to wear a GPS location device for contact tracing and, and protocol uh, compliance. Um, uh you know, uh, there's going to be, you're going to have to file daily activity reports. I mean, it's going to be pretty interesting. The other thing the league has let Olympians know is that right away, drug testing begins at the start of the season. So October 15th, a couple days after the NHL season begins, um, you know, you're basically going to get not only um, tested for stuff like performance enhancing drugs at any time, but, but also illegal drugs or even legal drugs. I mean, in the actual memo, it says that, you know, prohibited substances like THC, like, so marijuana, where a lot of states we know are illegal and, and you're not tested in the NHL, that needs to be out of your system or you're going to uh, have to withdraw from the Olympics or,
0: and have a very embarrassing withdrawal uh, to boot. Right. So those are all the, the the less than fun things. Look at these Olympics. The fun part is we are going to have for the first time in eight years, we are going to have yep. a best of the best international hockey tournament um, that we haven't seen in a very long time. And and I'm excited about it. I know all hockey fans will be excited when once we get there. Um, I'd like to know who you think is who you think is maybe the favorite and and which players are you most excited? Because the last time we had hockey in the Olympics, Kirill Kaprizov helped lead the Olympic athletes of Russia. He was one of the only stars in that tournament. And obviously he was in the KHL at the moment. We're going to have a lot of stars in this next one.
1: Yep. Scored the golden goal. Um, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to pick uh, China to win it all. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, it's a 12 team tournament, obviously. Who was it? It was, it was Latvia, Slovakia and Denmark that I think just got in. And then obviously China, the host country are in it. And then you yeah, have the eight big countries there as well. Um, you know, I don't know at this point how you bet against Canada, you know, I mean, you got, I mean, I'm just looking at the roster that we had in the athletic today I mean, their first line is Huberto, McDavid and McKinnon, according to what we're projecting. Marshan, Crosby, Bergeron, Matthew Barzell, Braden Point, one of the best NHL Stanley Cup playoff performers in the history of this game. And Mark Stone on your third line and your fourth line is Tavares O'Reilly and Mitch Marner with extras being guys like, uh, let's see, who do we have as the extras? I mean, that was pretty like Shifley and Katoria. You know, um, and their blue line is unbelievable with guys like Chikrin and McCarr. Bothers me, though, that they took Chikrin because to me, he's from Boca Raton, Florida. He should be on our team, an uh, American team. Um, but look, uh, you know, I don't know how you go against ca- Canadians. But look, if you know, you know, what's really interesting about the U.S. team is I want to know, is Eichel going to be healthy? I mean, he still hasn't had surgery. Is he going to be there? I think that's a game changer. But you got guys like Pacioretty and Austin Matthews and obviously Kane Um, That that would be absolutely huge. Um, Russia, to me, are still going to have a bunch of stars. Sweden's defense are always impeccable. Uh, It's going to be really good, but I don't know at this point how you go against Canada.
0: Yeah, I agree. Canada is so stacked. Like you mentioned Mark Stone. I was I was working on a story before we started recording this about which Golden Knights could be playing. And, and I'm looking right. and I'm like, Mark Stone, okay, projected fourth line winger. Like how <laughs> nasty does a team have to be where you're considering putting Mark Stone on the fourth line? And that's that's Canada. But like you mentioned Sweden. That's the team that stands out to me. I think yeah. they often get overlooked when we look at the USA versus Canada matchup. You mentioned the defenseman, Victor Hedman, Jonas Brodine. They have Deleen and Carlson and Lindholm and Klingberg and all those guys. Robin Leonard is going to be in net, probably either him or, or uh, Jacob Markstrom. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that team. There, there are so many good teams. I think it's going to be like you mentioned the the lack of camps, and and I'm wondering maybe the the togetherness of of some of these players, like the. There are going to be players that have played together quite a bit. Um, I look at Team Canada, Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, and Pete DeBoer is mm-hmm. going to be an assistant coach on that staff. If I'm them, I'm putting those two together. We don't have a camp Absolutely. to practice. Let those two play together. And I think you're going to see that um, a- across the teams. You're going to let players play with each other because they don't have the ability to go through a camp and and become familiar with playing with each other. That I think that's going to throw a wrench into this that maybe will give some teams that, on paper, have no chance of stacking up against Canada. Maybe they can compete on the ice a little better just because of that. I think it could uh, work as a as a, a parity device, I guess.
1: Yeah, no doubt. By the way, I'm I'm looking at Sweden. You just brought it up. What a team! I mean, you know, your first lines, Pedersen and Zabinajad and Lindholm. Second lines, Landeskog, Nylander, and Backstrom. Third line, Philip Forsberg and Eric Ericsson. This is again athletic projections. I mean, that is a heck of a team. And as we know, they got one of the best blue lines. Uh, blue line, a group of blue liners in the NHL with just a, you know, a bunch of of studs. So you're absolutely right. I mean,
0: Sweden could be, Sweden's one of those teams. I mean, they've won it before. They're, they're definitely going to be right there. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me, Michael. Uh, thanks yeah. everyone for listening, for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the athletics headline section for much more on this story, or ask your Google assistant to play news from the athletic. You can also visit the slash headline pod to save 50% on an annual subscription to the athletic.